Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of MTG Rants. I'm Tannen Grace, that's Ross Merriam. Today we're going to be talking about quite a bit of things, uh, some arena stuff, so maybe Ross might be a little bit of a, more of a curmudgeon than normal. What is arena? Uh, shut up. Uh, we're going to be talking about some big announcements that came from SCG, and some good ones and some bad ones. Are you talking some... about Pokemon Stadium? Is that yeah, arena? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, that was a cool maybe... game. Uh, th- that Hearthstone thing with Arena? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> or we got, like some SCG news. Arena football? It, yeah, I don't think good and bad was the right way to put that. <laughs> Arena football. Uh, happy and sad is probably the better way to put it, right? Not good and bad, happy and sad. Yeah, it's probably better, right? We're going to get to the mailbag, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we got a new code for our sponsor, so we'll probably say that multiple times on the show. I'm just going to go ahead and say that first now. You know, Shout out to our sponsor, Barrister and Man, but make sure you use the code MTG Rant. I'm sorry, MTG Rants. It's plural, 2022. So M- MTGRANTS2022. That's the new code. Make sure you start using that one from now on when you're getting stuff from them. We gotta come up long... with a. We gotta come up with a jingle for that, like MTGRANTS. I don't know how to. Not, 2022. I, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't know. I'm not musical, so never have been, never will be. So <laughs> I do. I don't have the voice for it. You know, like I just don't have the temperament for it. I don't know. Um, anyway, Ross, how have you been? I have been well. Um, I think this this is our is this our first episode of the new year. I think it actually yeah. is. Unless, like, when did we record the? Maybe we recorded the other one on like the first or second or third. I think we did. I think we recorded the other one like a couple days after New Year's. But I'm not 100 percent on that. I very much doubt we recorded an episode on the first because you were. I- I was inconsolable. I I was asleep from I think eight a.m. to three p.m. Jesus, man, what are you like in college again? I, Chris McCurry and I watched the sunrise on our on the porch. Aw, that's so <laughs> sweet. It's so sweet. I'm actually kind of jealous. It was uh yeah it was a do long I need to, night. Do I need to cut a motherfucker? Is that what's going on here? Is that what I need to cut on here? <laughs> hey, um, you know, I'll I'll let you make that determination. And, uh, <laughs> but I, I will on, tell you that, that McCurry's been working out a lot over the last year. So I've, I've actually been working out a lot over the last couple of weeks. So I don't know. That sounds about the same. He might not be the person that you want to mess with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's looking, he's looking pretty fit these days. Yeah. Um, and to, to uh, be honest though, I have actually been working out a little bit nice. in the last few weeks. And I will say this. I didn't miss being this sore all the time. <laughs> like my hamstrings are just never a hundred percent anymore. Like ever. Yeah. I uh, I really don't like the idea of going to a gym. Oh, I'm not going to the gym. But that's, we have a, yeah. yeah so we have an we have an unfurnished part of the basement. Yeah. Uh, or unfinished. So there's there's an unfinished part and a finished part, and the unfinished part has our washer dryer. But there's another area like sort of around the corner that I think would just be perfect to like get a cheap set of weights and a bench. Yeah, and get like the little rubber mat. Yeah, and like, like some, r- some rubber mats you and don't like need a ton of space. Yeah, and I have a uh, I have a pull up bar already. Well, uh, which is super versatile and does a lot of things. I have the uh, the adjustable dumbbells. You know which ones I'm talking about. You can just change the weight on them, so you don't have to have like all the dumbbells. You just have one set. One with yeah. yeah. Okay, I, they're I'm... a little more unwieldy because they're bigger than normal. Yeah, because they just get wide as you yeah, add so more weight to them. Some of the exercises are a little different, and it feels strange. But I actually kind of like it in some ways because like I feel like I'm using my stabilizing muscles a little bit more, like while I'm also doing the workout. You know what I mean? So yeah. like it has me like an extra oh. layer of difficulty. 
it's one of the it's, that's one of those like lo- things on my long term to do list. Like mm-hmm. no rush, but this is something mm-hmm. I'd like to eventually have happen. Like fixing your computer. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's on the list too. <laughs> that's on the list too. Yeah, yeah uh, that's on it's on the soon to do list. No idea where are the lists or if this list actually physically exists, but it's there. <laughs> yeah, it's there. I, you know, occasionally it, the list doesn't physically exist. What happens is these things just occasionally drift through my mind. My favorite is I have that too, but the only time I think about it is when I'm not capable of doing anything on the list, and then yeah. when I'm capable of it, can't remember it. To it's save what, my life. Yeah, it's, you think about these things at two o'clock in the morning when you can't go to sleep, and or you're, you're on just, like a long road trip, like somewhere, yeah. like eight hour drive to like an open. You're like, you know, I really should have fixed my computer this weekend, done the laundry, I needed these groceries, but. Yeah, I gotta go play modern tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, do, I'll do that Monday, and then Monday <laughs> it's like, okay, back to, back to my regular schedule. Yeah, that's that's future Ross's problem. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things that are future Ross's problem. Oh yeah. Event, eventually, future Ross is gonna get really mad at past Ross. Yeah, eventually, but well, but then he'll find the presents that past Ross left him, like the beer in the fridge. Yes. And then he'll be okay with it. I do have beer in the fridge. I know you do. <laughs> um, I had a pretty cool thing happen over the last week. What was that? I, I got my uh, which I can't talk about the actual card I got dysentery I got, yeah you should i mean terry's a, a mean guy you probably shouldn't make fun of him too much but uh anyway i've been playing a lot of oregon trail yeah no i got my preview card uh from lss that's legend story studios for flesh and blood and i know this is a magic podcast but i want to talk about this for a little bit like ross sees it in my hand like i have this like envelope that came from them and I don't want to know how much money they spent on shipping because they sent out a lot of these to people like you know all the the people in the community and like I'll get the I'll get the update from UPS in like I'm guessing the, the UPS store in New Zealand because that's where it's based. Like, hey, a uh, a thing was created with your address and your email on it. Um, it'll be there in three days or whatever, and it's always there in like three days. And I'm like, I don't want to know how much it costs to ship something from New Zealand to Louisiana in three days. It cannot be cheap. And so uh, this is one of the coolest things that this company does. And you're not gonna talk about this if you want or not about like. I think this is the better way to do it than what Watsy does. Because here's the thing. They, they still sent me the file. Like, you know you know how everyone who gets a preview card, they usually just send them, like, a file. And it's got, like, a picture of the card. And, like, they let them talk about it. But, like, not only do they fin- physically send me the card, uh, they always send you the coolest var- uh, variant of the card as well. So, like, if the card can be foil, they send it foil, which every card can be foil. If it could be cold foil or whatever, like, which, is, you know, makes it even more cool yeah. in the set. Like, you know, the, the higher foil, cards. ultra foil. Yeah, yeah. Well, Master th- foil. Yeah, they send you literally the pimpest version of the card. You know, like, the, the highest end version of it. So, like, that's pretty cool, right? Like, you get to, like, keep this. Like, I'll never get rid of this actual card. I'm the first person in the world to hold it, to see it in person, that doesn't work at LSS. This is my card. So you, you've looked at it already? Yeah, I opened it up and took a look at it, yeah. Which they, is, they sent how, me the how file. How good is it? So it's in a vacuum, not very good. But I know some things that I shouldn't know about the new set, obviously, because, like, you know, they, whatever. Um, it's a card that's going to be a 2 or a 10. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if it's yeah. good, it's going to be very good. It's going to do... It's not going to do... Any, this card's not going to ever do anything fair. And yeah, it needs the support around it. Mm-hmm. And... There's a couple cards that work with it. Well, there's like one-ish card that works with it, but there's a card that uh, my buddy showed me his preview card, and ours just work together, so we're going to probably collab because they just work so well together, and it makes it really good. Not only did they do that, they sent me like a really cool playmat, um, and you know, like the physical stuff in this game 
A is worth a lot, B is just really cool. They sent me a really cool physical playmat with this of one of the new heroes. And then they sent me the new hero as well. And I'm showing you this here. Like, I don't know if you could tell, but this one's cold foiled. And like, these are not easy to get. Like you can only get these in certain ways and stuff. And like, this is just really cool. That like, art this... looks like what I would imagine Sarah Angel would look like if it was printed today. Yeah, so this is Elsa. That's what I, I like to call it. So it's, it's Icelander. It's like a, it's a elemental wizard hero, but it has essence of ice. So it's an ice wizard. I don't want to explain all this stuff to you. If you don't play the game, you're not going to get it, remember. But, like, so it can play wizard cards, it can play ice cards and stuff. And it's just really cool. It's good. There's, I can't wait to make frozen jokes about it on air if I get to do coverage again. We're going we're gonna to be building some snowmen. I'm telling you that right now. But this does tie into magic a little bit. I think this is the way it should be done for preview season. Like, how much would it really cost wizards to mail a physical card to some of the people of the preview card they get? And, like, a foil one. Because, like, can you imagine, like, think about this. You're, like, you know, you're big on YouTube. You're big on Twitter. Magic's like, hey, we got this commander card for you to preview. And it's really cool. Can you imagine you you set up a video with your buddy, right? Like, you and I are playing a, a game of commander or playing whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I just, like, stack my deck for this to where I draw it on the turn that I need to draw it. And I get to play it. And that's how we reveal the new card. Like, Hearthstone used to do that. They used to, like get like Kibler to come in and he would like play and he'd be playing and you'd see him live react to like him drawing cards from his deck. You know, he'd be like, Oh my God, that card's cool. You know, or whatever. And like, you know, stuff like that. Like it, I don't know if it really costs them that much or if it's, maybe this is something they don't want to spend money on. Cause we know they can, they can be notorious about cutting, you know, spending in certain spots. But in my opinion, this is like one of the cooler and better ways to create hype for your game. Yeah. I think, I think it's a, the, a good way to get the actual person who is doing the revealing hyped and their hype is going to translate really well. And it's like, it's not hard, right? Like, I mean, maybe they don't have the cards printed yet. I don't know. I would assume they do. They probably already yeah, like, sent stuff to packaging. Like, is it hard to just print one of every card in the set, get it cut and then send it to the people? Just print a foil sheet, send it to the people. You know, like how cool would it be? Else you get some, you know, foil busted card, right? And he gets to show it off. And that's yeah. cool for them, too. Like, they get to physically have this. Other people you know, get foil copies of like, random draft chaff. And, like, yeah, exactly. Like, and, you know, I get it because, like, they do this on certain levels, right? You know, the the, the people that are on the, the the good list, you know, the, you know what I'm talking about. The people that are on the good list and never say anything bad about them on Twitter or whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're the people called that are, sycophants, Tannen? Sure. I wasn't going to use that word, but I, <laughs> I, I knew that word. I wasn't going to use it, but sure. You know, they get to, they get free stuff all the time, right? You know, they get like a free secret layer here or there, free this, free that. It's really cool, right? But like, you know, you can create some more hype for this stuff, right? And like, that would help out LGSs in my opinion, because people might, you know, physically want the card more. You know, like you're already sending a bunch of free stuff to these people. Like, what's an envelope with a card in a, in a top loader going to cost you? Like, like, come on. A few cents. I don't it's know. Of, I just think it's, it's a lot of sense, Tannen. True. I just think it's really cool. Like, I am... I, I can't tell you how excited I was about this and, like, just how awesome it was. Like, I just couldn't stop smiling. Like, I'm not going to lie. You can could, you could ask my wife. I got the alert on my phone. It's like, hey, your, your thing's out for delivery. It'll be there from this hour to this hour. It's like a two-hour window. And every 15, 20 minutes, I just walked outside to see if it <laughs> got dropped off or was in my... Uh, I was like, I don't know how big the package is. It could, they could just put it in my, in my mailbox. You know, I just kept, I just kept checking. And she literally asked me a third time. She's like, are you just going to keep go checking? I'm like, yeah, I freaking want this thing. It's really cool. You're just like a, a pet waiting by the door. Exactly. For the, their human to come home. Yep. My, t my tail was 100% wagging <laughs> for all the stuff. And, uh, Is that a treat? Is that a treat? Yeah. <laughs> Squirrel. No. Um, 
one other cool thing they did they actually sent a pack to a few people i did not get a pack i'm okay with it i'm not i'm not butthurt about it at all this is not me complaining about it i really am i really wanted a pack but anyway i didn't get a pack and uh, i don't know if i told you this they changed the packaging for for this set and they're gonna go forward with it if it stays fine it's not plastic or whatever it is that packs are made it's made out of paper huh so it's like way more green you know way more biodegradable like just better for the environment and what is, is the response been to them? Um, the uh, they're not in the public yet. I, I know two okay. people that have opened packs so far, or three people that have opened packs from it so far. Everyone has been like, "Yeah, it's awesome." I mean, like we don't know the long term stuff yet. You know, obviously, you know, because like I bought I bought almost two cases of this set, and I'm not going to open a single one of the boxes. They're going to go in the back of my closet, and they're going to sit there. And um, that's Tannen's so, a retirement portfolio. Yeah, it's part of it's diversify. You got to diversify <laughs> your bonds. Diversify your assets. Yeah, exactly. Right. You got to diversify. And so um, it's like I buy real estate and then I fill that real estate with cardboard. Okay. That, it's a really, really good plan. Right. And so um, anyway, I, I've heard that it's really good. I don't know what it's going to look like, you know, 10 years from now. And it's been sitting in a box all the time. Like, I don't know if it starts to, you know, biodegrade in the box or whatever. So we'll have to see. But. I think this is something that, if it works, is a very good step in the right direction and something that other companies should definitely take note of and possibly try out. I think this is just a thing that should be across the board if it works. Yeah. It reminds me of when, um, remember when Sun Chips changed their packaging? Mm-hmm. And I don't remember specifically, but yes, this does like ring a bell. Yeah. It was, they changed it to like, you know, more biodegradable packaging and, and eco friendly or whatever. But it was just the noisiest packaging of all time. It like it it felt like you were dealing with two folded layers of aluminum foil. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I haven't. I, they I quickly wanna, went back. Yeah. The the people that I've talked to, uh, one of them who hasn't opened it yet, they're going to film themselves opening it because he was like the guy that I talked to that did open it. He's like, yeah, I just got super excited and opened my pack. I forgot to film it, and I was like, dude. <laughs> Like, come on. <laughs> like, you're like the first person. You might have been the first person in the world to open an Everfest pack that wasn't like LSS. Like, come on, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like a really cool thing. They're just like, laying like, on their couch with like 14 different cards strewn around them. Yeah. Like, head all to the side, tongue out. Like, oh, this was great. Yeah, I regret was, nothing. <laughs> their pack was utterly insane, too. Like, they had one of the catch, like, legendaries in the pack. And I was like, I'm pretty sure they gave you a seated pack. You probably should have recorded opening this and had your hype like on the recording. And he's like, yeah. yeah, I messed up. But I was Pressure like, yeah, got, you got like a little 50, excited. You know, hundred subs. Yeah. You're a little, uh, you're a little forgotten. I mean, forgotten. You're a little uh, excited. It's understand- understandable. You're going to forget something like that or whatever. But yeah, I mean, you know, all that's going on. Um, anything else been going on, Ross? Um, not much. Just normal, you know, Roanoke stuff. People are yeah. around. Actually, it's supposed to uh, it's supposed to snow on Sunday here. We're supposed to get about five to eight inches, from what I've heard, mm-hmm. um, and that's probably enough for us to finally do five to eight inches. Usually, is enough for us. <laughs> maybe even maybe even four. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that's I'm not gonna. I'm not. I, I couldn't. I, I thought about continuing. Couldn't do it. Yeah, Good yeah. Thing. We're we're done there. Okay. But uh, that seems like enough for us to do the plan that we've always had or at least that the Andersons have always had since they moved into their house last summer, which was Winter Wonderland hot tub time. Ooh. Yeah. Are you going to do little tiki torches and shit? Or? Mm. Um, I mean, they might. I don't know. 
I just want, all I want is for the snow to be high enough that I can rest my beer on it and sit in the hot tub and just reach out and it's it's I can grab my beer there. Because when it's sitting in one of the cup holders in the hot tub, I'm always worried I'm going to knock it over. Oh, yeah, for sure. But if it's behind me, it is safely ensconced in the snow and being chilled at the same time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise known as having your cake and eating it too. Or in this case, having your beer and drinking it too. Nice. Uh, one thing that is coming up, and I think you'll be happy to hear this, uh, the Hall of Fame voting is all getting in and tallied for Major League Baseball for this year. It looks like only one player is going to be voted into the Hall of Fame this year. And with about a 95 percentile of you know, being correct or whatever, because you know they don't have all the ballots, not everything's made public right away. Uh, it looks like it's going to be David Ortiz is going to be the oh, only person yeah. voted in. So Big Poppy's going to get it by himself, which would be sh- should be pretty fun to see that speech. <laughs> and one thing that made me pretty happy is uh, a trend continued that's been happening over the last year or two. And if you're an avid listener to this podcast or avid follower of mine on Twitter, you've seen me talking about this for absolute years. Andrew Jones increased his voting again this year. He's up into the 40s now. So I think it's a good chance that Especially with, uh, I would take a look the at the threshold. Like, I think it's like 75, 80% or something like that, maybe. Maybe 85%. It's it's somewhere high. It's really, really high. You have to get a, a certain percentage. But, you know, he went from like, you know, getting 10% like years ago to more and more and more every year. And there's, you know, there's been a lot of talk about well, it too. You only have so many years on the ballot, right? If you don't get in, in like if 15 you don't years. get a certain amount of votes, you fall off. But he can stay on with with the like with the amount that's going on. Okay. Okay. And stuff. And it's pretty. Uh, I think he's a touched. Like I think he's just a, a blatant Hall of Famer. Like when you actually break everything down. But like I'm not gonna, you know, go into all that. And you've some people have really taken notice and started like every year. There's like, m- you know, multiple articles put up about it. Like Hall of Famers themselves are like, yo, this guy's a Hall of Famer. Like you know and stuff. So, um, we'll see if that works out. Uh, other than that, let's get into like some of the magic stuff. Uh, one of the big things that's been going on. Uh, the oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I go need, ahead. I need I'm to sorry. say one go thing. Go ahead. You talked yeah. about the baseball Hall of Fame, and I, I saw sure. the news recently about the tennis Hall of Fame class for this year, which was unique. Speaking of tennis, can I say something real quick? Yeah. Fuck Jokovic. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, Fuck that guy. But the uh, the tennis the tennis Hall of Fame set a uh, 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 not a record, but I don't know. It was unprecedented this year. There there are no new additions to the tennis Hall of Fame this year. Is that is that not it's a normal fir- thing? First or? time they, that it's ever happened, apparently. It's quite, you know, it's it's hard to compare, uh, like, Tennis Hall of Fame to other sports, especially sports with, like, re- lots of relevant statistics. Um, yeah, there's, because, like, there's, like, there's there's parameters of baseball. Like, if you've done this, like, every person who's ever done this is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Um, but, so, in tennis, it's just all about, like, titles. And, like, most people don't win a lot, especially at the highest level. So, if you win, like, one or two Grand Slams, you make the Hall of Fame. Like Andy Roddick won one Grand Slam. He's in the Hall of Fame yeah. already, and he retired ten years ago. Um, and so I, I don't know exactly how the process works for it. I do know they have a tournament every year in August, I believe, where they do the induction at the Tennis Hall of Fame, which is in Newport, Rhode Island. And there's this small grass court tennis tournament. So I guess it's going to be a pretty lame event because they don't have any yeah. induction ceremony. Yeah, just scratch that. I mean, there's just a good reason to cancel it anyway, right? Like with yeah. Stuff, with all yeah. the COVID if, stuff. If you're going to have a year with nobody added, this would be yes. the year. Speaking of Jokovic, speaking of COVID, just Jesus Christ. Like, do you remember when he, like, called out, uh, what's her name? Uh, Naomi, um, 
Osaka. Osaka. Is, yeah, he like called her out for like not following the rules. Yeah. Like what oh, a yeah. giant He's, douchebag. He he like, held he held like a tur- a private tennis tournament last May or something. May or June. He's been yeah. He, He's been showing his whole ass for a while. For, for people who can't, I know this doesn't translate well over sound, but I've just been shaking my head this entire time for everybody at home. That's why Ross is like, yeah, 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 kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, so sorry for uh, going past the tennis stuff. I didn't know we had a tennis update uh, for our show today. Let me look at the, the show notes. Yeah, there's there's no tennis on there. My bad. But uh, something that did happen over the weekend, uh, a lot of cool things have been going on, or interesting things have been going on in Magic. There was a, uh, a first-time event on Arena. And I remember when I brought this up, you were like, what? More than, like, what's Arena, but we had the Decathlon, and you need me to explain this to you, right? So this will help explain people Well, I assume it's well. made of 10 events. There were 10 events. I think there might have been more, honestly. I don't remember. There might have been 12 well, or something. Well, then it should be I a Dodecathlon. That's a lot of extra words and syllables. Anyway, the way this worked, and I didn't realize this until about halfway through. The way it worked was um, every, it was like every, like, four days or something three events got posted, right? And you could, you could join them however many times you wanted, but you had a threshold that you had to do in the, in the thing, like a certain amount of wins that you had to get before you were eliminated to get like the token of finishing it. Right. For example, like one of them was like, um, uh, singleton, right? Like you played singleton with it, like alchemy singleton and you had to get like X amount of wins. Another one was, uh, you know, drafting this set. Another one was like standard. Another one was like historic, you know, and like it went through a whole bunch of different formats, all kinds of cool stuff. I played most of the cool ones. I ended up getting one decathlon token. I did not get the allotted amount of wins, but they ran a tournament in kind of the the vein they do with the arena opens where, you know, you could only get in it with one of the tokens from the decathlon. And depending on how many wins you got, you got prizes like starting at three wins. You got like uh, three tokens for drafts. Um, if you didn't have them already, one of the wins was uh, the unhinged basic lands on there. But the big stuff was, I think it like, I think you were trying to get seven wins, I remember, right? And six wins was uh, I chased the Mind Sculptor avatar or whatever. And then the seventh win was one of every card from the new set. Ah, so that's the relevant one. And the rest yeah, that's of the relevant matter. one. You just get one of everything or whatever, which is like pretty big, right? And it's kind of like a free roll. So I liked it. I played in it. I had a few problems with it. I think the uh, either the prizes that they gave from the events you were playing in needed to be upped a little bit because you didn't really get much back for playing in the events unless you got all the way to the end on like the first try because the buy-ins for the decathlon events were like kind of steep for the amount of prizes that you were getting. I know there was something at the end of the road, but like in one of these, I had to fire it like five times to make sure I got through because I wanted to make sure I got enough because you had to get like three decathlon tokens to get one entry. And then if you had more, you could you could fire again you know, kind of thing. So you can get up to three entries for it. They only gave you 24 hours in which to do it. And it was a best of three thing over seven. Wins. So like, that's not enough time for everybody to fire all of their bullets. If you really do all the math, but like, whatever, they don't care <laughs> kind of thing. But I'll say this as much as I like, you know, I don't like this. I don't like that about it. And some of these things like overall, I thought it was really cool, right? Like this is like a, like even you and your blackest heart, you think like this is, a, you can at least admit this was kind of cool, right? Yeah, interesting. You know, different. When it's this diversified, it, you get to a point where it's not an event that you can really go hard metagaming for, um, and you eliminate some of the part of competitive magic that is just doing homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which and, anytime I can skip the homework, I'm yeah, I'm all and, for it. And instead, really test for you know for just innate and fun for fundamental skill 
Mm-hmm. You know, how, just how good is your technical play across a wide range of formats, wide range of decks? Yeah, you know, I, I can kind of agree with that. I think it's cool. Like, again, I think if they fix the entry fee to uh, reward thing a little more better, not just like, the it, it's the typical arena thing, if you get what I'm trying to say here. Like, it's just bad for you overall. But I think there's something that, like, it felt like quite a success. You know, I don't have their internal numbers, but seeing, you know, the response to it on Twitter and everything and how much people were kind of excited about it, I think this is something they can definitely do more in the future. Um, Maybe have some real-life prizes in it in some way, shape, or form, but, like, whatever. It's still really cool to have at least cool prizes. Like, here's one of every card from the new set. Like, you obviously don't get it yet, but you get one of every Neon Dynasty card. You know, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. How how valuable is that? Like, how much, how many fewer gems and resources do you need to fill out your collection once you, when you start with one of everything? A lot. I, th- I think it's one of everything. I don't think it was four of everything. I think it's one of everything. I, 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 and, I, think, um, I, I think I heard one of everything. Yeah, it was one of everything, and you couldn't get that twice. That was the only prize you couldn't, like, double up on or whatever, which obviously you can't double up on, like, the Avatar. Like, you couldn't only have one Avatar or whatever. But uh, it's pretty big because, like, one of the biggest problems that people have had with the, the like, with the Arena when it comes to that kind of stuff is, like, if you get on Arena and you're, like, kind of new or, like, you don't, you're not enfranchised... If you want to get, like, a specific deck, there's no way to do that. Like, you just have to hope to get enough wild cards from the, and, and, like, the right cards in the right set to build it. There's no way for you to just, like, buy into this, build everything. You know what I'm saying? And this at least helps a little bit in the fact that you get one of everything. So, no, if you're, like, uh, any of the Commander variant players on there, there's multiple versions of Commander on there. Um, that helps a lot. But, like, this also just makes it easier to, you know, collect everything from the set as well and start, you know, getting the double protection if you open more packs. So it's pretty important because the hardest thing to do in that game is make sure that you have enough to always have all the cards that you want. You know, have enough wild cards to be able to fill in all this other stuff. And like, that's an actual problem. Yeah. On that without system spending on there. gobs of money. Yeah. You have to spend a lot of money. I remember Ty Anderson once got on and he's like, yeah, I just need a deck. He had to spend hundreds of dollars to make sure that he like got the exact deck that he wanted. He just had to keep buying packs pretty much. And it's like, they're like, this is bad. Like, cause it's yeah. Anyway, you get what I'm trying to say. But yeah. in the future, I like this kind of thing because, like, it's not like it's not like I ever got push up. You know, like there's there's formats on there that a I I don't know, I'm not good at, and I don't want to play, and I just didn't play that event. You get what I'm saying? Like, but I played all the ones that I did like, and then I played the thing at the end, which was Cube Draft, which I love on Arena right now. I've been streaming it a lot over the last couple of days. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, I'd like, you know, a couple cards in the cube to change, but that's like every cube I've ever played. You know, no cube is ever perfect, but overall, it's a, it's a good bit of fun. There's a bunch of different decks on there. I actually enjoy the cube on Arena, and it goes really fast, which I like. Because that's one thing I have a problem with, like, cubes in real life and stuff, is, like, it just takes forever to get through everything. And I just want to get back to drafting again as quickly as possible, because, like, that's the best part, for sure. Thinks five inches is enough, doesn't care about... You know, time. This is Tan and Grace, ladies and gentlemen. Your mom's never had a problem with it. Is that too much? That was too. That felt way too aggressive. She's, to be fair, she's never voiced a problem to me about you. So, <laughs> I'm gonna. I need to actually meet Mama Miriam at one point. She seems like a really nice lady. She is the literal nicest person in the history of the world. What happened to you? Like, how how did you get from mm-hmm. there? Well, then you meet my dad. <laughs> ah, there we go. There's the rub. And he's grouchy. Yeah. Um, well, okay. I, I'll say. I, there is actually one person that I think is is on the same tier of just 
ridiculously nice and to the point where it's almost inconceivable. Okay. And and that is uh, Nicole. Uh, Jim's fiance? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, why can't I remember her last name? Uh, not helping you here. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I can't remember because I'm not. I'm, Nicole would never forget my last name. I no, know that. Not, not in a million. Not in a million years. Uh, but the, the, she she's up there too. Yeah. Uh, my mom is like, it's. I, I it almost feels generationally like they're you know, you know she, she just gets you know taught to be that nice because she's a woman growing up in the '60s. It's Callahan, by the way. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Figured it out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, nice, nice to have a little little f- family cleaning and stuff there. I'm sorry I uh, said anything remotely inappropriate about your mom. That was that was really that was really <laughs> bad of me. I, I feel I feel bad. I feel bad about it. I'm shamed. You know, my mom will probably listen to this and laugh. No, she won't. Mm. Does your mom actually listen to this? She might. I don't know. She watches Versus Live, and she has no idea how to follow a game of Magic. I'm not gonna lie. I remember once I was doing a show somewhere, you know, like in Vegas or something. You know, I was doing casting or something, right? And I think, like, on Monday or something, my mom, or, like, one of the days my mom texts me. She's like, hey, really good job today. I watched. It was great. You looked great. It looked like you were doing awesome. I was like, you didn't understand a word I was saying, I bet. Yeah. This was a completely... How would like, you know? Yeah. Th- those words were English, but you had no idea what I was saying. <laughs> like, you know, I could have literally been, like, talking about actual anything. But, anyway, talking about anything, the uh, the next thing that we wanted to talk about that you wanted to bring up a little bit was uh, alchemy. Was there a specific reason? Because I have some stuff I want to talk about, and I know that there's an alchemy open this weekend that you will not be taking part of. Yeah. Oh, I know basically. Well, I know what it is, but mm-hmm. as for knowing the, like, the, I don't know, like how what cards have changed or how they've changed them, um, and how that's affected the metagame. I know the the one thing I do know, and the one thing I wanted to bring up because I wanted to laugh about it was. I've heard a lot of rumblings that the metagame right now is pretty stale and uninteresting, and people want some changes to it. So, of course, Watsy is going to let the big tournament happen first, then make the changes when nobody cares anymore. What, when was the last time Watsy had a major tournament with an interesting metagame? Uh, before the NPL in paper. Yeah, like four years ago? Yeah. And here's here's the thing. I think it's great that you brought that up, because I actually have a tweet saved on my phone. <laughs> Marina, I'm showing Ross the receipts right now. I have it on my phone. I do this a lot. Like anything I want to talk about on the show, a lot of times I just like, you know, I do the little the little click the two buttons to take the picture. This is the tweet from MC Arena. We know people are eagle. Uh, bleh. All right, let me start over. That was really bad. I don't talk for a living. I swear to God. All right. Anyway, we know people are eager for new alchemy balance changes. Although to give players time to prepare, we'll be waiting until after the next arena open and qualifier weekend before sharing any new changes. More details are provided on January 12th with our upcoming weekly blog. So that was yesterday. So they had some kind of thing. This was uh, tweeted out on the 6th. So January 6th. What's the point of Arena anyway, Ross? Like, literally, they said the point of Arena... I'm sorry. Alchemy was so that, like, they could drastically change stuff up as quickly as they want to right away. Yeah, so but they instead, be flexible. This is the same old thing. This is the same old thing and the same old problem we've had the whole time. Yeah. And it's and being given the same excuse where they they think they like they they really should disrupt players' preparation, like that's the, that's the the last thing you need to be worried about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the first responses that comes up to it is Brian Kibler saying this decision is pretty baffling given the entire point of introducing alchemy was to be able to shake things up. 
and there is more than enough time for players to adapt to changes were they introduced now or even in a week from now. And that is, uh, you know, I see a lot of other responses. Like I see Mythic Mebo say, you know, three weeks is plenty of time to prepare. Um, lots of people were like, yeah, blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. Um, yada, yada, you yada. Know, yeah, Cro even Croxies is disagreeing with it. You know, like just I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling through the, you know, all the, the people on here. And pretty much every person is, uh, you know, like what, what's going on? It, it like why wouldn't we change it before and that's fun that's great like it are y'all really worried about protecting the integrity of a tournament because y'all have never actually cared about that before when it comes to this kind of stuff like i don't know it just baffles me that we're not utilizing alchemy in the way that it was like shown to us we're essentially stretching the the applicability of hanlon's razor are you familiar with hanlon's razor so uh, for, for people at home who don't know hanlon's razor says that at, says essentially never attribute to malice what can be equally well explained by stupidity or ignorance yeah a and that's generally been the ex my explanation for some of these decisions from watsi you know you know s somebody upstairs is making the decision for different reasons doesn't understand you know why the stale metagames are, are really bad uh and doesn't much care something like that but it's been going on for so long and it's so consistent and the backlash has been so consistent and explained so clearly to them that we're at the point where like something is, is going on. Like it, this has to be intentional. Yeah. I, maybe, maybe it's just like a holdover from the past like the MPL where they're like, look, we're just not, you know, changing this stuff. Um, I, I don't know. And, I don't know if I'm even surprised, Ross. Like, this doesn't surprise me at all. It just baffles me at this point. Like, the, I know I'm hitting on the point yet again, but, like, you made alchemy for this reason. <laughs> like, it, it's the it's the reason. This is why you did it. And then you're not, like, it would be the best way to do this, introduce people, like, oh, we drastically shake this stuff up, like, a week and a half before, Let's see these guys, these people figure it out. These players figure it out. Yeah. And instead, you're just doing the same old lame duck thing that you've always done. It would be like, you know, scrapping your entire organized play system to create a super exclusive league and then never doing anything to promote it or mm -hmm. make it a draw for fans. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And no like one would ever do that. No. Why? That's why ridiculous. Would you? Why would you? Yeah. I just don't understand. Um, make it make I, sense. I will say this. I didn't think I would like Alchemy. I played it a tiny bit. It's fine. I don't think I'll tune in to any coverage going on this weekend. Like, maybe I'll watch somebody streaming it or whatever. Like, blah, blah, blah. I will say this. Playing through the cube, the Alchemy cards have been really fun. In the cube. Especially, like, the, the few that are in there. Like, specifically, I won't remember the names of all of them. But, um... The four mana artifact that creates two mana of any color that comes to play tapped and, and discovers a spell has been awesome. Have you seen this one? No. So it's a four mana artifact comes to play tapped. Um, I think there's like 12 spells in the spell book. Three of them pop up. If you've ever seen Hearthstone, it's literally the Hearthstone thing. Like three spells come on your screen. You pick one, right? They range from like lightning helix to, if I remember, I think counter spells in it and then like time warp. And I think there's like Wrath of God and like it's just a whole bunch of stuff like that. Um, then you have to discard a card after you choose one. 
and then you can tap it for any combination of mana. So you can you okay. can cast everything in the spellbook with yeah. that card, right? It does it doesn't make them colorless like most things in Magic over the last couple of years. You know, you could spend mana of any color. Like that one's been cool. Um, there's a red uh, three three for haste creature. It's like two and a red that when it attacks, you just put four lightning bolts into your deck. That card is sweet, and I've been on both sides of it where I've either been trying to mill my opponent or they've been trying to mill me, and that card has been clutch because it's like just keeps filling cards into your deck. And I was like, I had to mill 60-something cards in this game. This is limited. <laughs> what the hell? You know? Uh, there's, like, a few that are, like, kind of random. I'm not... I love them. But, like, I remember uh, I, I uh, there's one. It's, like, a... It's, like, a... It's either a 1-2 or a 2-2 two, two for one and a blue. And it seeks a creature out of your opponent's deck. So it gets, like, a random creature. And I remember I played a control matchup. And I was, like, played it on two. And I just got their, like, Holebreaker Horror. You know, like, the only creatures in their deck are going to be, like the big-time, ridiculous finisher things. You know what I mean? They may have, like, an auger or a bolus or something, but on on average, you're going to get something broken. You know, you get that, or, like, you get Scarab God or something like that. And the cool thing about it is, is when this happens, it's not like it's a token. It literally makes the card and puts it into your hand or into your deck. So they can't, like, into the Royal it and get, you know, value off of it. Uh, You know, it actually goes to your graveyard if that's a relevant thing and doesn't, you know, die right away like it's a token. So... You know, it gets around some of that stuff, which actually makes for some really cool play. And I like some of the stuff, and it's cool, but it's going to be really lame when we're watching Alchemy, and people just, like, either aren't using Alchemy cards or only using, like, the top 5% of Alchemy cards. Like, yeah. there's definitely Alchemy cards that people have cast, like, or talked about, like, you know, posted, and I'm like, I didn't know that card existed. And it just seems like we're not doing enough with, like, this new thing that you've put a lot of effort into yeah it's like they took standard and sprinkled some flaky sea salt on top yeah some flaky <laughs> and, and sea tried salt. to tell you it was gourmet yeah um are you ready to move on from this uh topic yeah okay i have to tangent for like two seconds which i think is okay just because i tangent? saw the, sure because i saw this so while i was going through the receipts on twitter and looking up some stuff i just saw like uh you know a new post that popped up and i i wanted to hear your response to this because it's people get why it's a um, it's a tweet about new hats from MLB that are available, and they've never had this one before. It's, it's a fitted hat, except you can put two teams on the front now. Like it has like you know if you have like you know if you like you know both both the teams in the state or whatever, or like you like both the teams in the city. You know, like, hey, I like I like both the Chicago teams. They have three teams on the front of it, so they have three different hats on the front of it. One of which has the Yankees and the Red Sox. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the literal fuck? Like, that's not okay. Like, <laughs> like that's the one you can't, but you can't post that one. It's, it's like, it, the the best part is that th- there's literally no one that likes both. You either yeah, like one and hate yeah. the other, or you hate both. Yeah, exactly. Like the, those are, those are the only three positions like, that you could possibly I'm a, take. I'm a Mets fan, and I don't like the Red Sox. Something like that. Like you know what I mean? Like you know one of those things. But yeah, I just don't get in like. The, the, the hats they show, all of them have the Yankees on it. It's Yankees Boston, Yankees Marlins. That one actually kind of makes sense because the Yankees have a really big, uh, not in Miami, but they're really big in Tampa. They're just big in Florida. Yeah, Jeter's part of the ownership group there. Yeah, part. And the other one's just, this one offends me to my core. And that's the other one besides the Yankee Red Sox one. The top one is Yankees Braves. And I'm just like, bro, they cost us like three World Series. Like we can't, we, lo- we kept losing to them in the, in the World Series. We can't. You can't like them both. You can't. <laughs> I mean, yes, you can. Obviously, you can, but you can't. All right, it's, you're contractually obligated to not like them. All right, 
you know, kind of thing. But anyway, all right. I don't make the to... rules. I just enforce them. Yeah, exactly. Back to the matters at hand. Uh, speaking of the happy, sad news, uh, you know, we got some more news. We, we, we touched on this quite a bit in the last episode, but I want to touch on some more. We got some news out of SCG uh, over the last few weeks about what's going on with the future of their in-paper events. And um, yet again, I get proven pretty right from one of my things from months ago. And uh, you were a little more bullish about it, which is understandable. But we talked about this and, you know, you were talking about, like, when you think the tour is coming back. And I said, I didn't think it was coming back. I said, if it did, it'd be years from now. But as of right now, I did not think they had any thoughts of bringing it back. And it seems like that's actually what's happening. It looks like there's going to be no SCG tour for quite a while. Uh, It seems like most of the people have been let go or told that they could pursue other things that were heavily involved with the SCG tour, at least on the coverage side. Like the more public-facing people, I think. Yeah, you know, we, we Cedric, saw Cedric and Peace Patrick Ali. both make public statements. Um, you know, I assume... I don't know if the other commentators have been notified. Ryan, Todd, Brian uh, would be the three, because Carmen's at Watsy now. Um. Uh, but yeah, um, no, it, that, that's certainly what it seems like. In, instead we're getting, you know, it's no SCG tour, but they're still finding a way to, you know, run events, right? You knew that wasn't going away. No, no, they're absolutely. Just, they, they're just reframing what kind of events they're trying to run. And uh, honestly, this is exactly what I thought would happen. Yeah. Because you still need to like get cards in for, for secondary, or you still to like, it's still your best place to buy cards. You know, the main thing that company is built on is buying and selling cards, which people forget. And let's take a moment to pour one out, you know, rip SEG coverage, because if you've been into Magic in the last 10 years, it's been a big part of Magic. In fact, I think it's been the premier coverage of Magic overall. You know, I do think that some of the Pro Tour coverage has been really, really good, like really good at times with really good people behind the case. But I think... Pound for pound, everything in. I think SCG set the benchmark. And at the top of that were the two people that we were just mentioning, and that's Cedric and Peace Ollie. And I'm not going to lie, I actually got sad thinking about the fact that I may never get to watch a tournament again where it's just the two of them you know, talking about it the whole time. Because I looked forward to that a lot. If I wouldn't even be as optimistic to say may never. I would say probably never. Well, not for Magic. I mean, like they might do something else in... Because Cedric's actually going to be moving to Denver, you know, where Patrick is, and they might, you know, you know, get to do more collaborations, maybe for one of the games they work on there. But it sucks. Like, it's a big part of my Magic identity, you know, how I how I interacted with the game, what I liked. A lot of people said the same thing. You know, you saw a lot of, like, their tweets had a bajillion responses to them. You know, I even took time to say, hey, thanks for everything you did. Like, you know, you entertained me in a lot of days where... I was just sitting at the house, you know, watching TV, but I got to watch something that I really loved. Any event that I wasn't at, I always went and saw who the commentators were. Nothing against anybody else. Ryan, Todd, you know, Brian, Jerry, when he was there, anyone else. Uh, Carmen, when she was there, anyone else. They were all great, obviously. Like, I've, I've said it. The SCG commentators set the bar. They were pound for pound the best, period. Right? But there was something special about Patrick and, uh, and Seti together, you know, with their 20-something year friendship probably at this point. And just, you know, uh, I think one of the quotes I remember hearing Todd was talking about, he goes, Cedric is the hardest carry in, in the uh, in the space. Like, he's the 
He's the he's the best guy to have on the mic with literally anybody else. And I can't I can't argue with it. I can't. He's just the best. Take it from somebody who does it as their job. He does that job as their job too. He's the absolute best. We all aspire to be as good at you know coverage as said he was. And it's it's sad, man. It's it's like it's like when your favorite, you know, like you're a sports fan, it's like, you know, you're a huge Jordan fan, it's like Jordan retires. You know, or like when your favorite player in some other sport or esport or something like that retires and you like you don't get to watch them anymore. Like for me, it's like when Chipper Jones retired. Like I literally watched 19 years or whatever of that guy's career. And watching him walk off the field like the last day, I was like, dude, this like like watching somebody else play third base the next year and knowing Chipper wasn't coming back, it was it was strange. You know, it's like you're rooted into something, right? Like you have that anchor, like you have that thing. And we all had, you know, the optimism over the last, you know, two and a half years that this would come back. You know, some some more than me. I did I did not have a lot of optimism, honestly, but it's it doesn't take away the the pang of what's what's the right word here? Like sadness that I feel when it's like final, when the when the announcement happens, you know. I feel like I got broken up with, you know what I mean? I feel like I just got out of a relationship <laughs> or like someone I you know died, you know, that kind of thing. Like there's there's a longing, there's a loss. And I, I can't I can't like I can't do anything about it, right? Like and this sucks. And like I'm gonna I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss them. I'm gonna miss SG Tour coverage, man. That was honestly like that was one of the most fun things I used to do. I remember um for a while there, if we weren't if we weren't doing anything on like Saturday or Sunday, you know, um I talk about Brian Basoka on the on the cast a lot because he lives close to me. And anybody else who was a magic player, like they would just come over to my house. I'd go get some food. We'd make some drinks and we would just sit there for like six hours and it'd go by so fast. Right. You don't even realize it. And we sit there and start day drinking. We get some like daiquiris or something, you know, eat some tacos. Like how good is that? You're all going, you're all going hard, bruh. They have drive through daiquiri places like an up house. <laughs> it's Louisiana. You know, the, the rules are, they do not apply, you know? <laughs> and so, um, yeah. Cause uh, apparently if you could, if you put, an alcoholic beverage in a styrofoam cup, but you don't put the straw through it, it's a closed beverage and therefore can be sold to someone in the car. The mental gymnastics you have to go through for this, I don't even want to start, but hey, the letter of the law, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not saying I've never used it. That I've never, you know, whatever. I'm against it, but I've never, I've used it, all right? So, um, I don't know. Are, I would are you like just... the, for them to take this temptation away from me. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot be trusted. Oh, for sure. Um, I have multiple friends that like I, I've got I've got a, a very specific friend that all the time asks me about. It. He's like, "Do they still have the drive-through liquor places there?" And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> he's like, "He's like, y'all are wild," because <laughs> he's only ever lived on like the West Coast, so he's just like, yeah. "That's just not a thing." Because like Texas has some stuff too, but but yeah, man, this this sucks. But on the happy end, like you said, we do get the SCG tours. Uh, I mean, sorry, SCG cons. I'm it, that's going to take a while. Uh, <laughs> SCG con. Coming up, and you know they changed their Twitter. They're no longer SCG Tour. They're SCG Con. I didn't even think to check that, but that yeah, because the funny part is, as soon as they did that, somebody took the at SCG Tour Twitter <laughs> and they just posted a frowny phrase, frowny face, <laughs> and it got like a lot of interaction, like a lot or whatever, you know. Because like I'm looking at SCG Con right now, and uh, if this was the SCG Tour, man, they unfollowed a ton of people, including me. That's a that's some BS, but. Uh, you know, I'm looking at it right now, and they did announce some more stuff for the events coming up, including one of the ones that you're attending, which is uh, the Indiana one, right? Yeah. And that is a team event, and we know the uh, we made some speculations, but we know the, the three team format now, which is um, 
I modern remember this, pioneer and legacy right yeah it's modern pioneer and legacy and like i understand not using standard right like it's just standard kind of sucks nobody has the cards whatever blah 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 i wonder how hard that decision was for them for the third format because you and i talked about this we thought it was going to be modern and pioneer those make the most sense yeah but the third format was like the the interesting one of like what was going to happen are you surprised uh, getting legacy um not super surprised i right, think they've yeah. learned that legacy can support being part of a team event you know a lot of people have their like one friend who loves playing legacy and you just sit that person in the legacy seat and let them you know go to town so it it, it does shrink the card availability issue uh, because only a third of, of the field is playing that one format so it doesn't surprise me that much um that said i never want to play legacy ever again Mm-hmm. So I'm making my, one of my teammates play that for me. It'll probably be Todd, huh? Oh, no, no, no. Harlan. Put Harlan in that. Yeah, That's Todd's going to be playing Pioneer, right? That's yeah. the current plan. So let's just go over these events real quick for everybody at home. If you you know didn't listen to the last episode, didn't hear the event part, maybe forgot about it. Um, the first one will be SCG Con in Philadelphia. That's February 11th through 13th. So under a month from now. We're talking soon. Um, and back by popular demand, Valley Forge Casino and Resort. <laughs> you, you know what's happening on the 13th, right? What's that? The Super Bowl. Because they added the 17th week. Now it's the second weekend in February. Again, for everybody at home, I'm shaking my head. I can't <laughs> see this. I'm not even going to touch that. Um, but, you know, they're going to be doing stuff on Friday at these events as well. There will be the MTG Kamigawa Neon Destiny. I'm sorry. Neon Dynasty uh, pre-releases. That's going Friday through Sunday. You're getting a modern 10K on Saturday and a legacy 10K on Sunday. This is the right city, I believe, to put a specific legacy event in. Definitely got it. Had to have been in either, uh, you know, Philly, Worcester, Syracuse, and of those three, somewhere northeast. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there will be a flesh and blood main event. They still haven't announced any of the stuff to that yet. I think they're still waiting on some stuff. But I will say this one thing that does bode well for that is flesh and blood main announcement yesterday, where they're like kind of rebranding their their big PTQs. I'm using the terms that uh, people in Magic will understand. Because they have Grand Prix, they're called Callings, and on Sunday they would do like uh, what's called a Pro Quest. They would do like the PTQ, right? Where like you know someone can win. But so many people were getting those, and they were getting very difficult, and they're way bigger than like because like it was the same thing in store, right? Like you know if you have one in the store, like in your local game store, but we're talking this is like you know 10, 15 times bigger. The competition's way harder, so they're rebranding it to call it something else with way better prizes too. And I'm hoping that's why they had to announce things. They're going to be like, we're having that instead of just some random 2K or whatever. But even if it's that, try out Flesh and Blood if you haven't yet, if you can. Maybe watch around, learn some. Great game. Anyway. How hilarious would it be if LSS just starts working directly with SCG and other third-party retailers? And like they've been begging Watsy to do shit like that for so long. They could be pretty great. (laughs) It would just be hilarious. They would just just, be like, yeah, of course we're going to do that. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, just please don't take my job. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> just don't let. Just don't be like, hey, Cedric, do this. Be like, no, that's my job. No. All right. Anyway, um, well, I had a dream about that. I woke up in like a cold sweat. But anyway, you literally had a dream about Cedric stealing your job. Well, I had a, uh, I had a dream about like doing the job and all that stuff, and then like SCG got involved and like Channel Fireball wasn't anymore, and then they just brought their own team in, and I was just like, what about me? <laughs> like, I did so much work, you know. Like, I, I feel like I deserve at least a little bit, you know. Like, I don't know. Anyway, you know. Some loyalty. Anyway, let's let's move on about my insecurities. Um, 
the one after that. This are you going to Philly though? Now that I'm now that I'm mentioning it, uh, likely, likely. Okay, it's not a hundred percent, but it's. Brian and I were talking about it because it's like a super cheap flight. Uh, the rooms are absurdly expensive. I think because of the fact that it's Super Bowl weekend and stuff that we were looking at, and we don't know any information on the Flesh and Blood thing because we were gonna go just like I was like, yeah, I could play Legacy or Flesh and Blood and just mess around, right? Because I was looking for something to do, but like with the COVID numbers right now, I'm actually kind of like, did I've like barely left my house? In the that's last two that's weeks. what gives me pause mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. It is going to start going back down soon. We're in like we're in like the I think the peak of the up from from the holidays because yeah. everyone knew this was going to happen at the holidays, but it's getting ridiculous. Anyway, and a lot of it is just backlogged cases finally being reported. So the numbers yeah, that we had over the previous few weeks were underreported. Yeah, and also it's like really hard to get all the to get to get case. I mean, to get testing and stuff now. So it might even be still underreported a tiny bit, which is scary. Anyway. The second stop, and this is one that you're going to right now. Uh, this one I'm definitely Con. going to. Yeah, SCGCon Indianapolis. I, I didn't check Facebook after that day after the announcement was made. And the next day I checked Messenger and I had a team and a hotel room already decided. It was just yeah, like, yeah, I remember we talked about this and I was like, well, what if Burden and I wanted to go? And you were like, well, let's go. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't. He and I talked about it. Neither one of us can even like remotely commit to this. Yeah. And uh, it's also in March, and I might—I don't know yet, but March is most likely I'm—I'm going to be, hopefully, I'm going to be busy. That's like going to be the first month where we start firing off big events in Flesh and Blood. Nice. Um. Also, COVID stuff. But anyway, SCGCon Indianapolis. It's the Indianapolis Convention Center. So if you've ever been in the area, you know where that is. If you've ever been to an event in Indianapolis, that's where 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 it always is. It's big. March. Yeah, it's big. This is March 18th through 20th. It's 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 bigger than five to eight inches. But it's March 18th, 2022, obviously. And this one's a 20... It was a good one, Ross. Uh, this one is a team-constructed 25K, like we were talking about. It's Modern, Pioneer, and Legacy. That is Saturday and Sunday. So pretty much the exact same thing you've come to know and love from the SCG Tour. But they've got three other 5Ks for you this weekend. So if you don't go, if you don't have a team, you can still go to this and get a great experience. Yeah. There is a... And they're, all three of these are on Sunday. This is a Modern, Pioneer, and Legacy. So all three of the events... All three of the types of the event that we have, plus Flesh and Blood main event to be announced. Eh, don't I don't know if that's on Saturday or Sunday or what. Flesh and Blood's a pretty quick game; they can get it done in one day if they need to. No one knows so. standing, but it's provocative. Yeah, it's it gets the people, people going. going, Ross. All right, and the one that um, so and then the last one that's SCGCon Dallas. This is one that I'm 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 likely to go to if I if I can. So and this one is uh, this is a big one, by the way. This is April eighth through tenth. Everything's 10th. bigger in Texas. Yeah, exactly, and, and SCG's bringing it, too. It's way bigger than 5 data inches, I'll tell you that. That's going to be a modern 30K, and that's going to be the two-day event. That's Saturday, Sunday, and you heard that right, a 30K. So the first one that you're getting are a couple 10Ks. Then you get a 25 and a couple 5s. Then you're getting a 30K, and then if that doesn't work out, you're getting a 10K on Sunday in modern. I'm I'm, I'm thinking you're going to get 500 to 1,000 people at this. Why is Philly getting short shrift here? I think the timing rules from COVID and like all that comes down to how many people are going to play. I think you're going to have less showing up. I think Texas is going to be the biggest one by far. Also, it's just, it's just modern. Like you don't have, you don't have to play with a team like an Indianapolis. Philly is so soon and it's modern or legacy and it's only a 10 K as modern. So like, that's all they could like. I understand kind of slowing it down a little bit for the first one. Yeah. Just di- dipping your toes in the water. Yeah. Dip the toes in the water. Cause like, they can cancel these at any time too. Like if COVID gets really bad and they have to, but I don't see anything getting canceled in Texas, buddy. Yeehaw. Yee. And I cannot stress this enough. Ha. Okay. 
And so, like I said, that one is a 30K on Saturday and Sunday, a 10K on Sunday, and it's got the flesh and blood stuff. Sadly, no coverage for any of this, but that's going to be the norm and what you can expect. And, uh, yeah, you're going to have to have proof that you're fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or a negative COVID-19 test within 24 hours, uh, sorry, 72 hours of the event. And they are saying that, please note, they reserve the right to modify their health and safety policies as new information becomes available. So you will need to be vaccinated to go oh, into one of these events or vac- have the negative test. test. Yeah. yeah. Um, and masks will be mandatory. So this is like any other magic event that's happened, a.k.a. Vegas. Um, this is going to be the new norm going forward for quite a while. But... With all the sad stuff that we've had from SCG, at least we're getting this, right? You know, if you still want to play Paper Magic, if you still got that itch to go somewhere, uh, you've got a Midwest option, an East option, and a South option. Uh, West Coast, you you had Vegas, and then I'm assuming there'll be something at some point. But Vegas kind of, like, belongs to Channel Fireball now. You know, they have the West Coast. They're not, SCG's not going back out West. But you get what I'm saying. You'll get something, I'm assuming. They tried Vegas once after a few years away, thinking, like, maybe... And the the attendance that that Vegas Open was not not good. Yeah, I remember uh, we played in that one, right? We top eight of that one. Yeah, that was the and tournament was... where we unveiled. Is it Phoenix the World? I just remember laughing over and over because, like, you know, I'd be like, because I don't know if other people do this in team events, but I always do it. Always like, you know, I'll play my first turn, say go, and then immediately look over to see what you're playing against, like what your opening hand looks like. You know, just in my mind, I'm like, oh, Ross, I got this one, or it looks good, and I would just look over. And your hand is just a bunch of cantrips, like, you know, all these good things, like Faithless Looting, Phoenixes, and you just have a gut shot. And I'd look over at your opponent's like, Noble Hire, go. And I would just start cackling. <laughs> I would just start, I would just have to hold back the laughing the whole time. Yeah. Every time I was on the play and my opponent had turn one, you know, mana creature, and I went thing in the ice, gut shot your mana creature, you know, trigger thing in the ice, the game was just over immediately. Yeah, it's pick up your Magic the Gathering cards, <laughs> as my buddy would say. Just pick them up. It's over. It's over, Rock. Yeah, and stuff, so... That was really sweet. I felt like we, I felt like we wasted that tournament. That's also the one where Brennan made one of the greatest comebacks I've ever seen in my entire life in the green black mirror where like you and I both questioned the palade that he made because yep. you know, we were like talking behind. We we're like, Oh, I don't know about all that. And then like four turns later, he's just winning in an unwinnable game. And I was just like, I'll never question this man ever again in my life. <laughs> ever. I will just sit down and shut up yeah. <laughs> and gaze into his eyes as he crushes his opponent and wins us money. It, it looks like a hair model. Yeah. It looks like, it, like every time I see him and he like, he, you know, he runs his hands through his hair. I always think we're, I'm like, dude, it's not a shampoo commercial. You're not on, you're not on camera. <laughs> Chill out. Yeah. I get it. You have a great head of hair. Me and Ross don't. We understand. You, you, you expect know? some like rainforest music to start playing in the background. Yeah. What's the, what was the, what was the one that always did that? It was Her, like herbal uh, essences. Herbal essences. Yeah. Yeah. It's a herbal essence commercial. I'm just bringing it to candy. You know? and I, yeah. I was like, it's just, it's just utterly great. I would I miss watch that guy to death. Yeah, I'd watch it too. I missed that guy to death. We were actually talking the other day. Uh, he's got some big stuff going on in life too. He's about to move into a new home Ooh. and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, cause like I'm actually going to be in Tampa in a few weeks at the end of the month uh, for the weekend. And I was like, Hey man, Hey, like drive down or I think it's, I think it's down. He's like in, I think it's South for him. Whatever. Anyway, drive over there. That works. And he's like, well, we're moving in that weekend. So I'll see. And I was like, yeah, that's not happening. So kind of sad, but whatever, you know, I get to, I get to hang out with some friends and stuff there, but uh, these are things that you could definitely do in the next few, I, I guess, technically in the next few weeks. We're getting really close. It's January 13th while we're um, while we are talking about this right now. So these are events that are coming up pretty quickly. And uh, I got to ask you, if you had to play in one of these events right now, Pioneer, 
modern, or I, you can say legacy if you want. What would you be playing? So my modern deck of choice, and I've been talking about it and singing its phrases for a while now. Uh, I wish I'd played it at the SCG Con in October. Is four color creativity. I think the deck is criminally underplayed and really good. Um, you know, sixty cards. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is a sixty card deck. They, don't, you know, I've uh, seen a Yorion version, but yeah, yeah. Uh, at least I, I would only consider playing a sixty card version. But tons of cheap interaction, good planeswalkers, and rather than rely on a bunch of ultimately clunky cards and be an eighty card deck with Yorion as your end game. Having this clean end game of just putting Emrakul, a protected Emrakul, onto the battlefield. You know, Emrakul and Sarah's emissary, um, and it's so easy to do. Like being able to the the, conce- the concession that you make is not uh, is not in having like an inconsistency in your deck. The concession is actually in your mana base because you've got a support dwarven mind. But with Triumphs, it's not even that big of a concession. Like you get to play Ketria Triumph and Rogren Triumph, which are the perfect ones for your deck. You, the so your mana is still fine. You do have games where you take a bit of damage. You know, you have to fetch shock twice and maybe fetch it a third time or something like that. Um, so th- there are definitely games where you deal yourself five to ten points of damage uh, via the mana base. So that's the one real disadvantage that you have. But in return, you get the perfect magic deck. You know, card advantage, interaction, awesome combo. What, yeah. more, what more could you want? I like the deck a lot. It's, it's a bunch of cards that I like. You know, like Bolts, Remands, all those kind of... I like blue-red spells. I, I, don't play, I don't play Remand in my build. Well, you know what I mean. Just those kind of cards. I've seen Remands in the versions. A lot of yeah, cards stock, that replace stock, themselves. Mana Symbols list has Remand. And yeah. He's he is the one who stocks when it comes to this yeah. deck. Yeah, exactly. It's also, <laughs> um, you know, all that stuff. I'm a fan. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what's happening, all that. Um, I definitely want to see your list because it's a little bit different. Um, what would you play in Pioneer if you had to play that right now? Uh, so I haven't looked at Pioneer in a couple weeks. Ross but gave me the Ushka Ushka look for everybody at home. By the, way. <laughs> the, de- the deck that I've liked, I haven't played with it yet because um, I just haven't played Pioneer in forever. But the deck that I think is good and I w- the first deck that I would try is Four Color Ascendancy. Um, and I'd be really interested in what uh, in Dom Harvey's build. He, he cut Omnath and made it less of a mid-range deck and more of a combo deck. And was just playing four crews with eight one mana blue cantrips. And if yeah, remember and he when, wins like, with uh, Sylvan Awakening now. Right? Yeah, they, well, they they all do. Um, but he, uh, I think he also four Sylvans. Like he he was just a more all in combo version, but with treasure crews to provide resilience. They all have crews too, but with like better treasure cruises, I should say, because he, because of the eight cantrips. And, you know, we talked when Consider got previewed. Though, this might be the card that breaks the dull spells. You know, is it Phoenix has become one of the best decks in modern, though some a lot of those lists are trimming on treasure crews so that they can play temporal trespass. Which is, For everybody know, at home that doesn't know what that is, that's the the Delve Time Walk, and they play uh, expressive expressive iteration or, or what's galvanic the, iteration. The, the galvanic iteration as well, yeah. so they can just like go off that way. They can try to take a million turns in a row. Yeah, while returning phoenixes, which is really cool. So or uh, copy treasure cruises and stuff. There's all kinds yeah. of sweet stuff you can that, do with it. That's like the default best deck. So that's another deck I, w- I would look into heavily. Heavily, of course, uh, get, get to play some of Phoenix. But I, I sneakily like the Ascendancy deck. I think that deck is sweet. I think it's really good too, and um, unless you're a person who plays a ton of Pioneer, this is not a deck that like people have played against. You know what I mean? They're not going to have a lot of reps against. Yeah. Um, I would like to see how the deck fares against like the quicker red black decks when they have uh, what is it? Go blank main. But like I'm, I don't know if their clock is quick enough. 
is the problem. You see, I see a little grin on your face. Do you know a thing I don't know? No. Um, I'm just saying that card. That card can be a house against you. Yeah. No. You're right. Like I, I, I think Pioneer the the metagame right now looks great. At least I think Pioneer is just in an amazing spot right yeah. now. That, that also, said, is that because it's legitimately good, or because very few people play it? So the format, brand new eyes. We're looking yeah. through ruby tinted glasses. Yeah. yeah, like you know, you remember what what the format looked like in the early days, and it was really sweet because everyone was figuring stuff out. And you kind of like the format has sort of regressed because of the lack of eyes on it in terms of how mature it is. So, um, uh, you know, we're the format will have to be stress test before I have a really firm opinion as to how sweet it is, but it looks sweet now. Oh, hundred percent. And speaking of being mature about it, it's also the most fiscally responsible format. I feel because like modern has got to the point where like the decks yeah. are very expensive and then you don't have a rotation, but you do every time modern horizons comes out, <laughs> you, there's like eight new cards, 10 new cards. You're like, well, these cards are all busted. We either need them or my cards are no longer playable in these decks. You know, you'll get some stuff replaced, right? You know, overall, you can keep some of your stuff for modern. Like, hey, I got my fetch lands. Hey, I got my dual lands. You know, I got a couple of these things that are like, I got my Stoneforge Mystics. You know, they're never going to upgrade Stoneforge Mystic. You know, God forbid. You know, or whatever. But um, with Pioneer, I think like it's going to become what modern was. And if paper keeps going and they keep doing team events and Pioneer keeps getting used, we might see quite the resurgence of Pioneer, like you said. If the format is actually good, doesn't need to be stress test. Maybe you know, one banning. Like if the you know, if the Ascendancy deck is too good, like maybe we ban Ascendancy finally or something, you know, something, you know, whatever, you know, they might fix a little thing, but I, yeah, I gotta say like Pioneer looking pretty good right now. You know I mean? It's been working out. It's been in the gym, you know, it got itself a, it got itself a good job with, with, uh, with benefits. <laughs> it's re- really turning its life around. Yeah. I was say it's really got its life together. You know, yeah. it stopped going out so much and drinking too often, not, you know, yeah, not hanging out with that pesky Demir inverter anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It Just really, l- it really cleaned its act up, you know, <laughs> and like it's, it's looking real good. You know what I mean? It's, I got a little crush on it right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, we, we've, we flirted a lot in the past. We went steady for about what, about a year for us yeah. we steady for about a year ish, you know, and then, and then we had a, a pretty big falling out. Pioneer and I, we're pretty falling out, but I've been looking Pioneer's way again, giving it, giving it the, giving it the old looky poo, you know. The old, it the hey baby, remember me? A little cat call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, that's banned. But anyway, um, did you like that? Did you like that? That was pretty good. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, and I gotta say, I kind of, I kind of miss playing that format. It looks pretty good overall. I've been watching Todd stream it. So if you're looking for some Pioneer content, Todd Anderson has been streaming uh, quite a lot lately and he's been streaming like pretty much predominantly or just predominantly uh pioneer so you can get a lot of you know stuff going there he's been writing about it a bunch on scg as well yeah i wrote about vampires this week he just wants to be pioneer guy again which you know i don't blame yeah him. yeah he goes through his phases up and then the, the last um format that on that team it would be that'd be legacy and i haven't heard the best things about the legacy format right now but I mean, I know what I would be playing in the dark. Not surprising anyone would be a Delver deck. I don't know what you'd be. I think Elves just won the energy of it. Yeah, so El- like- Elves seems viable. And so if I had you know access to cards and I was forced to play Legacy, I would play Elves. So, but they don't play Query and Ranger anymore, Tannen. What? What? Is it because yeah. of Shepherd? Yeah, like they just don't have room. Is Shepherd really that? Shepherd's a pretty messed up card. Yeah, Shepherd is. I agree. Shepherd is fucked up. Yeah, but. I just and because of Shepard, they play more mana generators like Birch Lords and Heritage Druids. 
Mm-hmm. But Quirin Ranger is kind of a mana generator too, and I don't know. I I always thought Quirion Ranger was the most underrated card in the deck once people figured out how messed up Symbiote was, which did not take long. Uh, And, uh, you know, Quirion Ranger really helped you so much when you mulliganed. It helped you so much when, you know, your opponent stripped your resources if they just, like, wastelanded a bayou early. Um, You know, sometimes it stopped them from doing that in in an important scenario. So um, sad to not see that card consistently in lists anymore. I really don't see it at all. Uh, But... I would just uh, play some little green men. Mm-hmm. You know the do you know the last tournament I played elves in? I'm thinking L- legacy elves to be specific. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking because I know you, I know the last time you played elves, it was in a uh, team open for modern. When was the last time yeah. you played legacy elves? It was the first players championship. The in, first one in 2014. God, we're old. I, I never played elves in a two day open. God, we're old. My first two-day open, I played Storm and lost the finals to Daryl Ayers. I'm, is that when he had Kurt Ape in his deck? Yep. God, you... you Fucking Kurt Ape. You, you really should never talk about that or bring that up. <laughs> I, I did yesterday in our, in our group chat. I actually am pretty... I'm actually really sad about how little I got to play in two-day Legacy Opens, especially like during the height of like, you know, my deck being so good and like how much I was winning with it on the, on the tour and the team events. But we did get to play in like I did get to play in like one of them with one of the good versions of the deck for once. And I remember you and I played each other and you were playing Storm. And I remember I got you real good by being extremely lucky in one of the games. But I actually wish that the play draw was flipped so I could have done one of the coolest things ever. Cause like for the people at home, it's like I was playing Delver, you're playing Storm. You like thought Caesar duress my opening hand or whatever. And I, I think I Delver on one, right? I think I mulligan a six, I Delver on one, and my hand has like a force of will and some some blue cards or whatever in it. And you're like, all right, take the force of will. And uh, you're like, go. I draw one card uh, or whatever. Uh, oh, no, no, no. You were first. Yeah, so I get to dra- I get to draw the card, play my Delver of Secrets, say go. But you didn't know the card that I scried at the top because this is the different thing was another Force yeah, of Vancouver Will. Vancouver Mulligan rule. Yeah, so it was Force of Will. So you go off in your first turn. I let you do everything. And it's Force of Will, your, you know, your payoff and everything. Whatever. And I was like, I kind of wished it got flipped. So it's like I played Delver on one. You you duress my hand. You see the force of will. I don't flip my Delver by not revealing force of will to it. Just just to have that extra layer of like gotcha in it because I would totally do that. By the way, and I would jam every time. Yeah, you're supposed to. Yeah, you're, it's literally like if you're not jamming there, like don't play the deck. It's like the yeah. people who play uh, show and tell and legacy and like don't go for it. I'm like just just go for it. You have like seven more turns after this, and you have like a bunch of ponders yeah, and brainstorms. It it, it's go not for getting it. better. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> yeah, go. Like, what are you going to wait for them to, like, cast all their ponders and brainstorms and then do it? Like, come on, just jam. And, and stuff. I mean, you don't have to worry about that in your legacy seat. Harlan's going to be playing some, like, four-color control deck with prismatic endings and stuff, which it's going to be great because it's going to be good against the popular decks. And as, I, long, like, as long as I don't have to watch or give him any advice... Well, well, here's the other thing, too. I hope he keeps his uh, his record going from when we've teamed with him, because we teamed with Harlan a couple times, but the last time we teamed with him, he's undefeated for the entire tournament that we played. So hopefully he keeps that going. When did you exit that tournament? <laughs> we did not make day two. <laughs> <laughs> we played all the rounds and did not make day two. So it was, I felt really, really bad about that. I'm not going to lie. So, yeah. But, you know, you've got Paper Magic coming up, so I'm a little jealous. But, yeah, you know, I'll make do. You'll but, live. Yeah. Let's now go ahead now that you're a fab superstar. 
Shut up, I'm not a fab superstar. I'm not even <laughs> sure I'm doing the coverage like this year. We're like, let's find that out first. Yeah. Which that would be it, it would suck really, really bad. Or whatever if that didn't happen. Fab but. commentator extraordinaire. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I'm just the guy that's basically that got to do the all P of, of Fab. That might be more accurate. <laughs> the curmudgeon. All right. Let's uh let's go ahead and clean up some of the stuff that we haven't been getting to lately and we need to do as much. Let's go ahead and do a little bit of overrated, underrated before we go ahead and get out of here. Um no mailbag questions? Nah, there's no mailbag. Uh, y'all are y'all are slacking on those mailbags. Get to us in the mailbag in the in the Discord, everybody. Uh, Brent Wagner, our lovely editor, uh, he's got a good one. I'm gonna let you answer this one, and then I'll answer this one. It says Tannen's TV film recommendations and Ross's TV film and recommendations. Well, mine are underrated, and yours are properly rated. That's my exact rating i think you i think mine are underrated because i'm smart and handsome and thin and really good at this kind of thing and yours are properly rated because everybody knows that you're kind of ridiculous when it comes to this stuff and not to not to really even listen or give you the time of day so i also just don't i like don't recommend things to anyone yeah exactly unless they like directly ask me Mm -hmm. i just don't i just watch the things i like and you know Mm -hmm. you know live my life all right joe mistringo says an mtg tv series uh overrated uh, i i don't know i'm just not into the lore mm-hmm. dude i i play it as a game the cards are just chess pieces to me i would have said overrated at all points in my life until arcane came out on netflix and now i'm gonna say hopefully underrated hopefully it's half as good as arcane was because arcane blew me away with how good it was um dlc says dune remake movie or book I have never consumed Dune in any capacity. All right, well, I can answer this one a lot. Uh, massively underrated on both. Uh, the All the movies are good enough. The new one was absolutely beautiful. Um, great to watch, especially if you have any kind of uh, what's the, a prior knowledge of the stuff. The book Dune, if you like fantasy sci-fi-ish type stuff, is an absolute masterpiece. Just don't read the sequels. All right, next. Um, someone said, Gil says Dunes. Just dunes. Um, you can have a lot of fun in those. Like, they're sort of like big hit. You know that you can like slide down them and like go like off roading with in different vehicles. So I'm gonna say underrated. Yeah, I'm gonna go with either underrated or properly rated. Uh, I I don't get this one. Someone said dune scrolling. It's like a doom scrolling. We're gonna we're gonna. Someone said dune buggies. Obviously underrated because they're they're fun. Yeah, underrated. Someone said dune skiing. Um, I. Don't know what it's, that you know, skiing is. Skiing down a sand dude. Probably underrated. It's probably fun. Yeah, it's probably underrated. No, you're definitely right. Um, all right, here's a good one. Jeff Fetcher says, voice to text on phones. Overrated? I think it's mostly overrated. Like, it's when I need it, it's really good, right? But it almost never gets everything right. It's really annoying. You never know when to say, like, send or I'm done yeah. or whatever. I'm you know, that already kind of annoyed when autocorrect makes me make a mistake that i didn't make and like the mistakes that this would make would drive me up a wall yeah absolutely gold says swipe to text on phones i think this is massively overrated i hate it yeah but it's just it's just not for me i agree overrated yeah um see here back in my day we typed on typewriters and sent our letters via carrier pigeon yeah uh joe at mr english 22 says non-legacy cards and cube i'm gonna go with underrated because the other ones, they've had their time to shine. They're great. I'm not going to lie. There's some like some staples, right? 
but like there's been so many cool cards that got printed the last you know 10 years are you sure that that's did... the way they meant it and they don't mean like banned vintage or banned legacy cards that are in vintage they said, i'm sorry they said non-legacy legal cards in cube yeah so doesn't doesn't that just mean uh, like like oh you're right i took the wrong way uh I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of them yeah i've generally preferred legacy and modern cube game. to to vintage cube yeah um, they sway the game too much you know what so i mean it's like I, all the I games think they're better. overrated because the vintage cube always gets so much hype mm. all right gold says spirit monger um properly rated i think most people understand that like the card for like wasn't actually very good mm-hmm. i guess maybe not because most people who play magic had have you know <laughs> it predates them probably over a decade but I'm going to say underrated for one reason, and there's a story behind it. Uh, one of the times that I took a very long time off of Magic, I'm talking it took you know five years probably from playing it, hadn't seen any of the new cards, didn't know how damage stacking worked, didn't know the stack. I literally missed that whole genre, I mean, that whole area. I come back, and I start buying some packs, and one guy's like, you know, trying to tell me, he's like, yeah, man, you missed a lot of cool stuff, there's all this great stuff, and he's like, look, here's like my favorite card, and he shows me Spiritmonger. Think about seeing Spiritmonger when like the last sets you were playing in were like 4th edition. I did not think it was real. I like. I was like, this is just not a real magic card, because like there was no drawback. Yeah. It's like this. And it was so like big. there's there's oh, no creature this good yeah. ever. Uh, Cathal says Psychotog. Overrated. I'm gonna disagree with you and go with underrated because put some respect on that thing's name. It was the best creature in Magic for a very long period. And uh, Calling if that you the best creature in Magic, the way they did like the best creature. There was this, like, 10-year sure, period where the best creature in Magic was just, what was the finisher in the broken blue decks? And it's mm-hmm. like, it's not the creature that made them those decks busted. Yeah, you're right, you're right, right? you're right. So oh, you're right. It's, it's hard to, like, they, they got too much credit for that reason. Psychotog was kind of an interesting one just because it was so cheap. and it was the first, uh, But it could still dominate a battlefield late because it had such a huge graveyard. You know, it would sit there and, and be a blocker against... You know, five fives and four fours and whatever. Um, and, but you could also then eventually upheaval and recast it and have a huge graveyard and sort of one shot them. So, uh, you know, of, of all of those cards, you know, it's probably maybe I'll say properly rated for that reason. Yeah, you're right. kind of coming around on it. If you had said Morphling, I would have said super overrated. Yeah, same. I just remember it being one of the cool, like being involved in one of the coolest plays I've ever seen at a pro tour. And then I've like, Dabbed my toes into the water of pre-modern, and getting to play Psychotog again looks pretty cool. Yeah. My favorite thing about Psychotog is the story I heard about, like how it, you know, broke out, and because nobody, you know, during previous season, right, I remember the that. card was good, mm-hmm. and everybody was playing Shadow Mage Infiltrator, and so, you know, it was the the Invitational card, and it reads really cool. You know, Fidian had a long pedigree, so it says draw a card on it. Like, yeah. yeah. So everyone's like putting Shadow Mage Infiltrator in their control decks, just like you played Forbidian back in the day. Uh, if you don't know what Forbidian is, look it up. And they they didn't have a bunch of them because they're expensive, so they just used the Psychodogs in their draft as proxies for it. And they you know eventually realized like, hey, I think Psychotog would actually just be better, <laughs> and they started playing Psychotog. We we actually had a very similar. Um, um, discovery when uh, there was a bunch of us in, in Roanoke testing a lot during Shadows of Rannistrad and uh, if you remember Todd had the Is It Pyromancer's Goggles control deck um, and th- he was playing two um, Avatons Judgment the two mana fire sorcery speed fire 
that you could madness for X and a red and, you know, fire, like deal X divided. Um, and he put fall of the Titans in his deck as a proxy for it. Cause we had fall of the Titans that didn't have absence judgments. And, you know, the first time he drew it late in the game, he's like, I would rather this be a fall of the Titans. And eventually they just became fall of the Titans. Yeah. Cool. I mean, sweet stuff, things. All right. Anyway, chef Petro next, he says banning fetch lands and legacy. Um, I'm gonna go with overrated. I would do it in modern first, and and there's no reason to do it then either. Like it because we have because we have pioneer. So you, then you're just trying to turn those formats into pioneer. So yeah, overrated. Because I, I assume there are some people that are okay with this, and there shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And I hate right. fetch lands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see what's next. We got a couple more of these, and we can get out of here. Uh, Gold says Age of Empires Civ style games. Uh, never played any of them. I'm going to say underrated. Interesting to me though. So I yeah, say underrated. I'm going to say underrated. I know it's a little bit of a stretch, but you know the games that are kind of similar to that, that were like Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, I played a lot of Roller Coaster I Tycoon. I love those games, and it's like probably a little more dumbed down version of like you know Age of Empires and Civ. That's you know what what I'm saying? I like, want. It, like I don't want to yeah. play full Civ. I want that. We don't need I want the like six, two thirds of that. Yeah, we need the like couple hours, not the couple days version of this game. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. So. Um, it's really funny that Gil put this next, the Muppets, including Sesame Street, because, uh, that kind of harkens back to Psychotog, and for anyone who doesn't know, Psychotog used to be nicknamed Dr. Teeth, and that nickname came from the Muppets, because it was, uh, what is the Muppets name that looks like Psychotog? It's Animal? Animal right, it's Animal, the right? drums. Yeah, and he has, yeah, he's the drums of a band called, uh, Dr. Mayhem, or... It's Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, the mayhem. I think yeah, is the, yeah, it's the name of the band, and so, like, they just... Dr. Teeth just came over to Psychotog because it looks like him, and he looks like, you know, he's got all the yeah, teeth yeah. and stuff, so. Got a wide grin. Uh, Muppets are definitely underrated. Yeah, yeah. Muppets are great. Especially Animal, yeah. and of course, Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, exactly. So, I think that's actually going to be enough. We're going to sh- uh, shut down just a little bit early uh, this week. We didn't have a ton to talk about, and uh, I got some stuff I need to do, plus I'm starving. I am also food. starving. I'm going to go make some vegetarian chili. Oh, that sounds really good. Actually, I think I'm getting sushi tonight. I've been eating a lot of fish lately. Nice. I've been eating a lot of food lately. I'll say that. That is one of the cool <laughs> things about when you're exercising and stuff. You're like, I just get to eat. Um, but yeah, make sure that uh, you check out our, our sponsor, Barrister and Man. Uh, we talked about it earlier. What's what's the new code, Ross? MTG Rants 2022. Yeah, so make sure you use that at checkout for 15% off. Lots of really cool items on there. Uh, so I've been doing um, a favor for myself with this. So whenever um, I get boxes from them, like, you know, sometimes they'll send us, a, you know, a box of stuff or I'll order some stuff. Um, I don't always open them up right away. I kind of like wait till like I need something and then I open it up and it's like, it's like, a, you know, it's like a little present. I get like all kinds Ooh, of cool things. Handy. And I've got, um, as soon as I'm done with my workout tonight, when I go to take my shower, I need new soap. So it's time to open another box. And, I and like, here's the thing, I don't, remember, I, I don't remember which one's which. <laughs> so I don't know which, you know what I mean? It's like a, it's like a grab bag. So I'm not sure like which which, you know, flavor of the week I'm getting, which which smell, which scent. So make sure you check them out. Lots of cool things on there. If you enjoy soap, shaving, any of that kind of stuff, lots of cool stuff, lots of great gift ideas, some really good cologne. I'm back to, I don't go in public very much, but if, if I do, I'm back to wearing cologne. One of the best ways to get people to like you is to smell good. And if you want to smell good and look good, Barrister Man can help you out a lot there. Also highly recommend uh, any of the shaving stuff that they've got on there. Ross doesn't get to use it very much. I do. 
I do actually shave, and it's the best shave. I do shaves. use the shaving balm uh, sometimes after I, you know, clear up, especially when I clear up my neck, mm-hmm. and it is great. Yeah, I, I use it a lot on my uh, my neck and then a little bit on my face as well, and it's it's the best shaves I've ever gotten. My razors last a lot longer, and it just feels really good, and it smells pretty good too. So make sure you check that out. It's Barrister and Man, MTG Rants 2022. That's 2022 for 15% off at your checkout. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening this week. Ross, if people wanted to hear more from you, where would they go? First place is my Twitter account. I am at Ross Hunneds, R-O-S-S-H-U-N-N-E-D-S. Uh, that's your one-stop shop for all of my magic comings and goings and also a good place to ask me questions as I do try to get back to people as often as possible. Then there's my written content on Star City Games. My articles go live on Tuesdays. Uh, this week's article was about uh, different small innovations that I noticed from last weekend's modern results and which ones I liked, which ones I didn't like, uh, and why. Um, so if you were you know, looking at, for example, the Abzan um, Yawgmoth deck or that cool new Jun Saga deck that was playing Elvish Reclaimer instead of Dragon's Rage Channeler, uh, and you want my thoughts on them, uh, that's, uh, that's what this week's article is. Then there is Versus Live, the uh, web show I co-host twice a week with Corey Baumeister. We are on the Star City Games Twitch channel from 1 to 4 p.m. Tuesday and Thursday afternoons, Eastern Time. Um, and just playing whatever is relevant for competitive magic. Right now it's a lot of modern. Once we start getting into preview season, we'll be playing probably more standard. Maybe we'll try to figure out how to do some alchemy, um, depending on if we can you know, avoid some of the cards that really only work in a digital space. Um but regardless, you'll definitely see a lot of, of preview cards. And, uh, you know, we're generally the first place that puts these cards in action. So that's always fun. Uh, we or I suggest you catch it live if you can, since we do take questions live from the audience. But if you can't, you can watch the VODs on the Star City Games YouTube channel. They usually go up the next day by the evening, you know, 5, 6 p.m. Uh, and then last is my uh, Twitch channel which has been inactive for a while, but I promise it's coming back eventually. So if you just want to throw me a follow for now so you get a notification when I do come back, uh, I'm Ross underscore Miriam there. Uh, Tannen, if people want some of your inferior opinions, where might they go? I have actually been streaming a little bit over the last week or two. You know, with Cube. Yeah, as a treat. Uh, that's at Tannen Grace on Twitch. And then if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at the Tannen Grace on Twitter. If you want to get magic news, Flesh and Blood news, a lot of baseball stuff. Yeah, Atlanta Braves news. <laughs> yeah, a lot of random ramblings of stuff. Um, been really big into like TV and movies over the last few years, so I might start you know tweeting and stuff about that a little bit more lately. I've been with me being stuck at home as much as I am and like not working a traditional job right now. I have a lot more time to do that kind of stuff. I'm on my computer a lot, so I have I have two monitors. I can just pull something up on the other screen, or I can watch stuff. Um, I've been consuming a lot of stuff lately, and I gotta say, it's been it's been nice. There's it's it's truly like the golden age of television. It's just so good these last <laughs> few years. So uh, I got some cool opinions and stuff on there. So if you're looking for something to watch, I've watched almost everything. So uh, let me know. But anyway, you can check us all out on that. You can check out the cast itself, you know, at MTG Rants on Twitter. We have a Discord link in there as well. And special shout out to all those people that have been uh, with us since, you know, very early or that have been supporting us and are still supporting us on Patreon. Y'all are the real ones. We love y'all and we'll see y'all next week.